Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Mysticons, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by April Collins. Hello. And Beatrice Murad. Hi. Today, April, Beatrice, and I are talking episode 27 of Mysticons The Mask that aired yesterday morning, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on Nicktoons. Every Saturday, potentially not next Saturday. We'll talk about, it at, the, about that at the end. But uh, we, we talk about Mysticons every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Overly Animated Mysticons on iTunes or YouTube to subscribe to us on either place to not miss any of our future Mysticons recaps. Uh, make sure you've seen The Mask, uh, episode 27, spoilers for this, and all previous episodes of Mysticons. Uh, April, what did you think of The Mask? Um, I really, really enjoyed this episode. This was great. Uh, I like, I enjoyed like Proxima being like super salty. Like the ocean was like, calm down. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like I enjoyed all of the jokes, even like the B plot. Cause, uh, as you guys all well know, um, I don't enjoy Malveron and Doug B plots. Um, but even this one wasn't too terrible. So like that was great. We got to see Kelpie. I freaked out, and then yes. I freaked out for Dylan because Dylan. <laughs> I was like, Dylan's gonna be so excited. Like <laughs> we're talking, we're talking about it all week. Will Kelpie be in this episode? Yes. Yes. So, so we got Kelpie and uh, like Proxima, just being Proxima, being. Oh well, I already said she was salty, but uh, but it was still great. I enjoyed it. <laughs> is, is salty an ocean joke? Is that what that is? Yes, it okay. was an ocean joke. Gotcha. So, because you know, I the last time that we were in the ocean, I thought we had you know done all of the ocean jokes, but apparently <laughs> we hadn't, um, because they were just around every corner. So this was great, and then like the ending was wonderful. Like I really enjoyed that whole like sequence with like the jelly fay coming towards them, and like Proxima trying to get. Um, to the Rift of Ruin and Kelpie's mom, who I can't forget, Queen, Queen something. Queen Tru- Trufin, yeah. Oh, that's right. Queen Trufin. Um, they didn't say it in the episode, so. <laughs> so, and then Queen Trufin, like, coming after her. Like, I just thought that whole sequence was wonderful. So, um, good episode of my books. Yeah. What is Queen Trufin's first name? That's the, we need to figure that out. Pro- uh, I assume we won't be seeing them again, but. Uh, we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about with Kelpie and Truffin. <laughs> Beatrice, what did you think of the mask? I really, really liked it because it really emphasized what I already know, which is that Tasma is extra. She is so extra, <laughs> and I love it. I love her. I love whenever she can act like ridiculous and like uh, like a child and just refuse and i just i i love that b plot because i mean if tasma were not in that b plot then sure maybe i'd be like oh what's the point of this but she is and it's so good and now she's tiny and it's like ah tasma and i love her and it's great and tasma redemption it is happening mm, yeah, um, that, tasma. yeah that's gonna be tasma. a big thing to talk about yeah tasma redemption it um, did I not to step one she didn't put on the mask right that's that's yeah uh, step, she's, step one. she's going in the right direction yes. <laughs> and yeah. she okay and she's also like she's doing the time for her for her bad things so she's gonna have you know crime punishment do you think she's- we're gonna see her in the snow globe for another episode yes <laughs> i hope so i want really you like, hope so i, I hope so too it's something fun- i don't know i just think there's something funny in that relationship between like her and mal i don't know i'm suddenly like more interested in her relationship with malveron because finally like we actually get him saying mm-hmm. like i care about you so um i do i i want more bonding between them because we don't get that enough um i think that makes she's what makes malveron an interesting character and the fact that we don't see enough of that means that he's not as interesting as he could be so i want more of it yeah and uh, minotaurs i love them i want <laughs> the shade that i that to me was the funniest moment i i don't know why but it worked so well for me so i really loved it yeah the minotaurs at sky pies in the beginning i agree that was the funniest part of the episode um and this i do think this is the best malveron and tasma episode since episode two uh not that <laughs> That, not that that's a high bar because they haven't really it's only done been any. 25 episodes yeah. in between <laughs> they didn't really do that much with the two of them but we, we got some more stuff now um i'm i'm definitely not as hot on the episode as you guys uh i think that there's a lot of good stuff here um i 
in particular really like the jelly fay, the concept of them and the design. I think it's one of the coolest designs in in the show. Um, and, uh, I like the Proxima stuff. I like the Tasma part of the B plot, but that's kind of just a small part of it. So I think the rest doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, but the Tasma stuff at the end's great. Uh, the, you know, Kelpie's in this. The number one best thing about this episode is that Kelpie gets corrupted by the mask for five minutes. <laughs> we, we're joking in the Discord, like, Kelpie's gonna put on the mask. That's what's gonna happen. We don't know if she's gonna be in the episode, but we're like, who's gonna put on the mask? Proxima Tasma? No, it's Kelpie. And it almost happens. <laughs> like, wow, what, what a stroke of genius. Like, uh, this is great. Uh, that's all I wanted. This, all I want to see is Kelpie put on the mask and be our season three villain. But, uh, at least we got this. And, uh, that's the best part. But, um, I guess the reason that, uh, it, this doesn't land as well as some, some other episodes for me is that it's, um, it's kind of baseline expectations. Uh, this, this is, uh, exactly what I expected to happen this episode. Um, now granted, I said Tasma, I said I thought a few episodes ago, I thought Tasma would be, um, the villain this season, not Proxima. It looks like it's pro- going to be Proxima based on the end of this episode. Um, but like given that Proxima was in the group with them getting rid of the mask, you know, she's clearly the one who would, uh, get corrupted most likely. And, you know, she doesn't even put it on. Uh, this whole episode is, uh, just furthering our Proxima disillusioned with her place in the Mysticons and the Astromancers, um, and just being pushed further away. And that leads her to, uh, the corruption of the mask. And I think we've been doing that for a while. And I don't really think this episode brought anything new to the table in that storyline. I'm not sure. Like, I don't, we'll talk about why Proxima gets corrupted by the mask. Is she choosing to do it? Is she unintentionally doing it? And, uh, you know, I feel like that's the purpose of the episode is leading us to that point, And I don't have clear answers on, on how we got there. So I feel like, uh, the episode would have been a lot better if, um, if I knew more on, on, on how, how that happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall it's, it's pretty good. There's, there's definitely a lot of stuff, uh, to get into. I think the main thing is, is Proxima. Uh, I want to start off with the end of this episode. Proxima picks up the mask. She does not put on the mask. I think we're expecting her, someone to put on the mask at the end of this episode, but she kind of just uh, no takes it on the mask. <laughs> and she kind of like st- stows it away, I guess. That's probably a good call, not putting it on in front of the Mysticons underwater, like wait until you're in a better position. Um, but yeah, April, what was your reaction to, uh, Proxima goes to drop the mask in the, the, what, the rift, uh, something lights up. It's not that once again, it's like, if we don't see it happen, <laughs> it didn't happen with the show and, uh, it's not, no, she does. She didn't drop it in. She still has it. And, uh, her eyes like grow, glow red and stuff. What was your reaction to all that? Um, I thought it like, considering this episode is supposed to be the first one of season three, I thought it was a very good sort of like setup episode, like that whole sequence, like sets you up for the rest of the season. Does that make sense? Like, I think that's the only reason why, because I know you said that, um, you know, there were so many like questions as to like how, why, what, you know, the motivations and everything like that. And I think that given the fact that this is like that first episode, um, we don't really need that. And I can overlook it for that, that reason. Um, because it does, it's like, okay, well, when is she going to put on the mask? Like it, it's, it very much like sets up that like, okay, like wh- why, like, w- I guess we kind of understand why Proxima would decide to keep the mask, but you know, like at what point did she decide to, you know, keep the mask or, you know, when is she going to put on the mask? And like, when is it going to be revealed that she's the new villain? Like, I think without those answers, I'm okay. So I like that. I liked that because at one point I was just like, wait, did we actually destroy the mask? Because, but again, I remember it. If we don't see it, then it's not true. So <laughs> what, did, what did she drop into the? Yeah. Like what, like what did she do? Like how did she just use like her magic? Yeah. She could have just magicked it up. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's, you know, I, I thought that was fine and it played into like her character. Um, you know, I guess they kind of really did a, a good job at, sort of setting up like okay proxima is going to be the new big bad kind of thing especially because she was you know so like cold to everyone um throughout the entire episode so i think it it worked really well for me at least 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that this is a constant. My reaction, this is a consequence of us being so into the show to a certain extent. Like, yeah. uh, I, think, <laughs> I think if you're just watching this weekly, then this is uh, this is this. The pacing here makes more sense. Um, like, you, yeah, I agree. It's the beginning of the season. You set up uh, Proxima, but we've been speculating is Proxima going to be bad since her first appearance on the show in the season one finale, and and that's to a certain extent why this is just not surprising at all. Is because we see her randomly appear in the season one finale. Oh, this is a Kuvira moment. Like, uh, this is. Uh, you're introducing a villain for a, pre- a subsequent season uh, in the previous season's finale. And they don't do a straight Kuvira with Proxima. She's uh, good for a while, and we build her up in interesting ways, and we use her as a decoy uh, for the sister thing. Um, I, st- I I think this is like baseline expectations for us. I think probably it works better for, for more viewers, um, for most viewers. But yeah, I don't know. Beatrice, what was your reaction to everything at the end with Proxima? You know, it's interesting. Um Something that is curious is that for me, the most interesting parts of the episode didn't have anything to do with the Mysticons because for me, like that was just, you know, like you said, it was what we expected. It's just kind of like, okay. And I also, I guess it didn't bother me as much because again, this is the essentially the first episode of the new season. So I was, I was already expecting of a lot of, we're not going to get a lot of answers. It's just going to be like teasing thing it's just going to be like a bunch of info but no answers and it's just whatever that's just how it's supposed to be but um in terms of proxima i didn't it didn't bother me in terms of the mysticons it uh, it did if that makes any sense but i feel like that we can get into a little bit later but with proxima it's just i i i wish she she like it's fine and, and and what i like is that her motivations like the thing the reasons why she does the things she does are are valid you know like it's she was she went through this whole ordeal and got in a way very betrayed i'm just curious to see what is it that like i i don't know my big thing is i don't understand why she hates the mysticons and not just you know nova Terran. like why mm-hmm. Why is the Mysticons the evil? Like for me, that would have been more interesting if she didn't see them as an evil, as evil, as her villain, as her enemies. But rather, it was the actual uh, Astro Mages that she saw as her enemies, and then that puts, and then that suddenly, like that would have complicated things a little bit more because she then she's not against the Mysticons; she's against someone else. And it's like, what do the Mysticons do in this situation? How do they, like you know, that I thought yeah. would have been a more interesting route instead of just. Oh, I hate you because they haven't really given her any reason to. Yeah, and let's it's- let's talk about. That. I don't think that uh, the episode is necessarily presenting that she hates the Mysticons because that's there's kind of two questions here. One question is, um, what are Proxima's motivations um, for? turning to the dark side if she is intentionally doing it so and then the second question is is she intentionally doing it because uh, i think it's very unclear whether at the end whether uh, this is she's been corrupted whether she uh, i guess we can talk about first like like what's going on because with proxima at the end because the main thing i notice is that um in like as an artistic uh, direction choice in this episode her eyes don't uh go straight white like kelpies and queen trufans did um, and that was the visual symbol from the episode previously that they'd been straight corrupted by the mask. That's not themselves. That doesn't happen to Proxima. Uh, she has her normal eyes and then her eyes go red at the end. So um, I'm not sure what that's trying to indicate. Uh, April, what was your read on all that? Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that I guess we could take away from it and that we couldn't because you're right that Kelpie and Queen Trufin's eyes sort of went wh- white and that was like the, oh, they've been corrupted kind of signal. Um, and But like, I don't know. It, I, I want to say that she's she's not doing it intentionally and it's just maybe more so like an exposure to the mask, if mm. that makes sense. Like, so, because she was the one who was essentially carrying it the entire time. So maybe she did have a lot of those moments, but we just didn't see them. Um, where, you know, she was, I guess, being corrupted or whatever. And then it it's sort of like the final straw kind of thing where she's like, I've, she like actually was touching it the most too. So like she was like carrying it the longest distance. And so that's even more so of an exposure kind of thing. In retrospect, not a good call to have your disgruntled person in the group be carrying the the evil mask. Yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Nova Terran's not the smartest. Yeah. We've established that too. That's for (laughs) sure. Yeah. This is like, 
like if anyone's to blame here, it's Novaterra. And like, let's be real. <laughs> as, as always, yeah. Okay, let me as present. Always. Let me present three options. You tell me which is happening. Um, option number one: uh, Proxima is intentionally turning to the dark side of completely of her own volition. Uh, she has her own eyes. Her eyes, you know, her eyes go red. I think that's potentially a valid reading at the end of the episode. She seems very sane. She's doing it all of her own volition. Option number two. Um, the mask is exacerbating her frustrations that she is having with the world, with the Mysticons, with Novateron. Um, and, uh, it is turning that, that her frustrations are feeding, uh, the mask's corruption of her and making her, uh, be influenced by it. Um, so it's kind of a little bit of both, but mostly the mask. And option number three is she's completely been corrupted by the mask. She's not asking, uh, she's not, um, acting of her own volition at all. And it's just the mask doing the talking here. Number two, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Be- yeah, given like the whole situation and they already very much set up like that she's frustrated in the situation that she is. So it just kind of makes sense for like her internal frustrations and the mask would be feeding off of each other it, to sort of possess right. her. And that, that's what the episode's setting up. She like yeah. turns into an octopus instead of a mermaid. Um, and it's mm-hmm. like she's just she's just frustrated with everything. And, yeah, like, that, that feeds it. Do you agree, Beatrice? Yeah, I mean. Because I don't know, like it, it's. A, but I I agree that that's. I think that's what what it is. But I don't know which I want it to be. Because if she's responsible for what she does, then suddenly, like, okay, like I had that had that been the case, if she is the one, like, okay, like maybe it's a mix of two and whatever. It doesn't. Point, maybe yeah, she's being influenced. But if she's the one that is making these decisions, I would have preferred maybe a little bit more push and pull with the mass. Like have her actually like have like. Tempt- have like play with that temptation and have her fight it at first then actually decide you know like I wanted a little bit more of that if that's the case and if she isn't responsible but if she's like completely not responsible and it's just the mass just taking over her then there is this kind of interesting thing of okay well then you know it's the whole winter soldier question it's like well then what am I responsible for and it does like muddy things as well so I don't know which if if it is two or one I would have preferred more development than three. Three would be, but like three is the easier way to write this, if that makes sense. Yeah, this is good. We're going to have to track this moving forward, which is uh, how much are we blaming Proxima? How much are we blaming forces of evil in what's happening here? I feel like my read on what's happening here and what's to come is that we're supposed to, uh, it's supposed to be complicated. We're supposed to not... You know, it's it's kind of Proxima's at fault. Most, it's kind of the masks at fault. Um, you know, it's 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 not clear. It's a complicated situation. I don't think it works this episode. I I feel like I'm either going to blame Proxima or I'm not going to blame Proxima. I, I didn't get the middle ground impression from this episode, and I'm more on the blame Proxima side from this episode. I don't get what she's logically mad at because. Um, no one purposely turns her into the octopus. That, that's, that's really my biggest frustration with the episode is the octopus thing. It just seems yeah. silly. It's yeah. like a silly manifestation of her frustrations. Um, like, I don't know. It's such a big thing. Like, I would like to take it a little more seriously. And, um, but I mean, but even then, it, like, is it even her being, it's like, it's, it's a spell cast it on her so, so then no so then i don't blame why. her at all so then it's not her fault that's yeah. the same thing with uh, the person who originally was necrofa who put on the mask who by the way i feel like this episode does probably confirm <laughs> that there was an original necrofa mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, yeah. That, is it not it's not her fault at all right like uh if she's just completely a separate person with the mask on don't we like should original necrofa have to pay for her crimes something we've talked about with steve in the discord should she have to go to jail probably not <laughs> was she do, <laughs> to do anything wrong like uh that's to me a little bit of a frustrating narrative but if like no one's at fault um, totally totally i am not, I'm not saying anything there i'm talking about more like the octopus bit thing like what you said of her there's no reason for her to be angry or like to be a or like to be like frustrated it's like I know, like, it doesn't make sense for the, like, for me, the octopus thing really bothered me. I was like, there's no point to it. Like, it's even like, just, it's a, she's not even the one that's being, like, she, like, they're casting a spell onto her. There's no reason why that magic would fail. I don't know. I just. Would you almost say it's like forced drama? Yeah. Like, there's no reason for, like, Proxima to be, like, because. You know, she's upset the entire episode, but really, like, it seems like all of her upset is misplaced and we just don't understand why. And so, like, it's just 
it's it's very forced. Like she's mad at like Arcano, but why? Because it's not Arcano's fault that they mm-hmm. didn't end up being sisters. And Arcano's like doing everything she can to still include her, make her feel loved, you know. So it's like, why are you upset with Arcana? Like, you know, the spell uh, that turned them into mermaids, ac- you know, accidentally turned her into an octopus. Even Queen Truthin was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this happen before. Yeah. Like, also, that- why can't she revert that? question yeah (laughs) look maybe if she did it she would have had to revert them all i don't know but again it's that it's very like forced it's like oh but of course like proxima is the one who gets turned into an octopus kind of thing like yeah so it's just very like it just seems it's forced the problem is we're seeing it from the mysticon's perspective i think so like we know that arcana and zarya are not a fault here we know that novateron is is not a fault i mean other than doing this initial action in the first place which the show convinced us was the best possible course of action for him like we saw that sympathetically um which is like taking the baby taking zarya away um so like, we know she has no frustrations with anyone we care about. She does not know that. Like, I understand why she would be frustrated in this situation. Yeah. It's just she can't yeah. she can't play, place active blame on these people because of the perspective we're seeing. In terms of the Factuous uh, thing, I feel like it was done much better later in the episode where Zarya starts to be distrustful of her. And that's like, okay, like, Zarya's doing something wrong here. That's good. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like this now she now Proxima actually can be frustrated at at her and Arcana because Zarya is mistrusting her. And I also understand why Zarya was being mistrustful because we've all been anticipating her her being corrupted <laughs> by the mask. So like I get that. Um, you know, like give me something for her actually to be mad about. The Zarya thing I feel like is the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, I'm the yeah. Zarya thing and the Queen, like Trufin sort of like for you know, like because Queen Trufin was the one like, well, it's obviously like the the mage and everything like that like like where where did that come from well well you know where it came from but like that's something to be angry at you know yeah and i i just i also feel like had say for i think it would have been a little bit more interesting had the mask been more influential on the mysticons themselves Maybe, like, in terms of, like, them showing... it Had it been more... You know how sometimes shows do kind of, like, those, like, nightmare episodes where, like, they use, like, someone's fears or problems against them for some reason? Um, So I wanted kind of this, where they use everybody... Like, the mask would use everybody's, like, weakness into their fear and create animosity in the group. And in the end, maybe overcome it. And they kind of did that, but they didn't really do that because like M and Piper, once again, they're kind of just like in the background kind of being like, ooh, guys, look at this and this. So I would have, I don't know. I just, I think maybe, like I just, Dylan, you're right. Like we've only, we've been sympathetic is from the perspective of the Mysticons. Like uh, 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 Proxima wouldn't necessarily know all that we know, but at the same time, the only person that Proxima hasn't been shown, like, showing, like, that's been shown as a jerk to Proxima has been Nova Terran. Like, Arcana has been actively trying to include her, has been doing all these things. So for me, it's just kind of, I don't know, I just, there's just a lot of, for, and, uh, beyond just the octopus stuff, there's just a lot of forced drama in this, in that little plot, and just by, by the Mysticons themselves. Like, one minute, they're like, let's play! The next minute, oh no, we have to be serious. And it's like, what... Guys, like put it get your put it all like put yourselves together. Like what are you doing? So it's it's how old are you? They're, 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 <laughs> they're teenagers, yeah. But at the same time, it's like you have like you have Necrofa's mask in your hand. Right, like yeah. you can play after it takes like just drop it in and then come back and play all you want. It's just and I, in the beginning I was like, maybe it's because they just are super like overly confident because they just beat Necrofa. But then it gets to the point where it's just that shift where suddenly the queen's like, oh, no, these are like our like our arch enemies. Like, OK. And then Arcana goes, OK, guys, stop playing. We need a gun. It's like, girl, you are the one who was saying let's play. Like, don't <laughs> don't, don't don't get it twisted. So it, I don't know. I just think in terms of how they could have done a, it, they could have they could have presented and set up uh, Proxima's. uh betrayal slash anger in a really cool interesting way and they kind of just did it in a super rushed way that i don't appreciate mm-hmm. i mean i also think it's part one of you know of x yeah. of of this of this turning so we'll see how later I, I think at the same time i think it also is um 
there's a lot of people who are very sympathetic to Proxima and uh, a lot of fans. Uh, and it's to me, it's also a little bit frustrating that all these bad things are happening to Proxima, who's a cool character who we like. Um, and uh, it's like, OK, this is uh, it's not fun watching Proxima go evil to a certain extent, I feel like. Like, I feel like it's it's it would have been better if it was more agency on her that she's doing it on her own. At the same time, it's just uh, this is a character we care about. And I think if Proxima is our big bad of season three, kind of not clear if this will be a long, super long term plot thing. Um, then, uh, the reason that we're doing that is because, uh, this is a villain that the Mysticons have emotional attachment to now. It's not just, uh, Dreadbane, Necrafa, who are these, uh, these, uh, you know, immortal, just literal evil beings. Like Proxima is someone who they care about and having to fight her is going to be emotionally tolling. So I was like, going to say they're setting up that betrayal almost like, like here's someone that they care about and, you know, that they're, I guess, led to believe like eventually, like I just see it playing out as that they care about Proxima. Proxima is going to lead them to believe that she cares about them too. And then something's going to happen and it's going to be revealed that Proxima is their like true villain or, you know, of the season at least. And then it's going to like, it's going to be very tropey if they do it this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. It could be that she hides it from them for a little bit. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's tropey. I think it's, it's, there's more emotional stakes in, in the villain. That's, that's why you choose Proxima over Tasma. That's, I mean, I think this is Proxima. It's not really choosing a Proxima. I think this is her arc all along. Um, and, uh, I, I and I get that. And, uh, I think that that, that could turn out to be a, a great decision. I think for now it's, it's, you know, it's a tough transition to make from, um, be- because really the reaction of a lot of fans is why do you just keep stepping on this character? Like why yeah. you're just introducing her yeah. to be a decoy and then you're, and then, okay, she, she's a decoy. So she has further motivation to be a villain. And yet it's a character you want us to like. That's a tough sell. So, um, we'll see Again, how the show and, handles that. And had, had they just spent a little bit more time with her or just, or just, you know, made this kind of switch between good and b- b- with like her fighting this influence of the mask. It not only would it d- would have done so much more for her character because not only would have shown her mental strength and her like strength in like how like she can she can just in herself fight magic, but then her like I don't know. I just it would have been really nice to have a moment where it's when you act where you actually have her decide that she's going to turn and it's a, this big draw this big moment for her as a character and it's you know it's kind of like again i always include star wars in this stuff but th- what the sequels didn't uh, the prequels and star wars didn't do successfully was the switch in when anakin turns to the dark side was not that great it was very just like one minute he's this, the next minute he's this. And it's like, wait, what? And that's kind of how this happened with Proxima. And it's just kind of like, well, like you have reasons to be upset, but you also have shown us to be good. So why can't why can't we explore this like difficulty in you turning? And then not only would it, that have made her likable to us and made her much more sympathetic and made it all the more interesting, but it, then it also would have been like it would have been like a double betrayal, right? It would have been not like we would have had that betrayal twice. Not only when we see it happen, so it's a betrayal of her, like of her betraying mm. us and how and our how we care about her. But then when it's actually revealed to everybody else, she doesn't have to prove that she doesn't have to prove that 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 she cares that she cares about everyone else. Everyone already knows that she cares about them or that thinks that she cares about them. Like she's already convinced them that. So it's 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 more of. There's no reason for her to be to like spend time like proving that she cares about them. She's already done it. So instead of instead, had they just taken the time to actually let this 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 this, this evilness fester and let this kind of grow and let her let it breathe. They didn't have to do it immediately or what or whatever the case. Then like had they could have they could have easily done like oh the stars aren't just yet aligned you know because I don't know like what why was it that they had to destroy the cave for Tasma like when the stars were aligned that didn't really make a lot of sense so had they just done it with 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 Proxima we're like oh well then you have this constellation has to be in this level this place so that the rift opens and that that doesn't happen for like another episode 
and then yeah, yeah. they could they could have they could have had they could have had this later it didn't need to be now and uh you're so you're saying it could have been a more long-term arc with is does proxima go bad does she not and like it's a struggle like you could you could have hidden information from the audience yeah that, that, we that could, all could, we could still get that though that's yeah, right. i mean can we though because she yeah. pretty much said like and every like in the end of the episode she just goes like she's full like oh i'll i'll get you all and then it's like it wouldn't it wouldn't make a lot of sense or at least for me it would be a dis- it would be badly written if like the next episode she has second she, thoughts she's probably like, oh. evil now based on the end of this episode. yeah i don't think it's like it's like and, oh and, we're gonna and, see like, i think i think this is why it's hard for me to just not see this as the mask like uh like i'm sympathetic to proxima and then at the end of this episode proxima is evil um Okay, it's just the mask. Like I'm, I'm willing to just blame the mask here and not blame Proxima. I feel like I feel like we need to convince but, me that that's not the case. Like, but so here's here's the thing that I like, and I've been thinking about is that Proxima's like we've discussed this before. Proxima has never been introduced. Like she wasn't introduced as like a good person. Like I say, good person, but she wasn't introduced as like a. I'm going to still use good person to the Mysticons and that group because when she was first introduced was whenever the Astromancers were like, hey, no, the Mysticons are banned. Like, they are not Mm -hmm. good people. And she was a part of that. And so that's, like, I always, like, first impressions always, like, are a big thing to me. So, like, that's my first impression of her is she came into this show not liking the Mysticons at all. So for, you know, the reasons of they let Necroff out, blah, 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 which is good reasons not to, you know, not like people, but like, but she was, that's, that was her introduction. Like, that's who she's been. And then like, we somehow managed to make her a, I guess, a a less, you know, of a bad person after like the mist you know they were like okay the mysticons are good again like but that was very like you forced our hands citizens of drake city kind of thing and then we we came to i guess know her because she was simply arcana's sister which she ended up not being so i i guess i can see like where a lot of people are sympathetic and we really wanted her to be like super super interesting but like at the end of the day she was introduced as an opposing force and she is just continuing to be that so like i I mean that that's why we saw her as a potential villain initially yeah yeah i think that's a good point but yeah yeah, that was the first view of her um, most of the time that we've seen Proxima on screen, though, I feel like she's been an ally or sympathetic force. And even even initially then, it's not like the Astromancers were bad guys. It's just like, oh, okay, they're just being annoying. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I get where you're coming from, though. Yeah. it's uh, it's it, that, And that's why we've been anticipating there's something like this happening is yeah. because is because of that in, in, initial take. Um, yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll see what happens with, uh, Proxima. I, I, it's, it's, this is a, this is an ambitious, uh, thing to do if we're going to like try to keep it half on the blame on Proxima, half not on Proxima. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if we're sold, uh, as, as the storyline continues. Definitely a lot to come from here. Um, we've talked a lot about Tasma already, or a little bit about Tasma. I want to, that's the only part of the B plot I feel like we need to get into that much, but, uh, I, the big, the big part uh, with Tasma in the B plot is uh, Malvron uh, says to her, "All my life, I've looked up to you. Uh, you're my big sister." And then he later confirms this after <laughs> she's captured. And uh, this is something we've actually, I feel like we've talked about a little bit, which is that I, I wasn't convinced that Malvron ever like hated Tasma. So I think this is something that's been really well presented on the show. Malvron doesn't care that much. He's kind of this. Uh, he's he's a pretty good person, and uh, he doesn't he doesn't hate his sister for, <laughs> despite being evil for two seasons, and uh, he's he's willing to forgive her now. So I guess the natural question is: We capture Tasma. Didn't really see this coming. Uh, what are we doing with her? Is this hashtag Tasma redemption? <laughs> like, is, is this what better we're doing? Be. <laughs> better what, be. what does that look like though what does the tasma demption because yeah. we've never we've never seen tasma not evil ever okay well That's- here's this is this is where we get some time you know she <laughs> is captured she is now serving time for the things she's done and in that time malveron can visit and then sometimes there'll probably be something where i don't know proxima will cast some evil spell and everyone's like gee like how can we solve this what is the who is the one person who knows the most about this type of magic? Oh, I know. Blah, 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 blah. Go to Tasma. And then there's Tasma. Oh my god, she's gonna take time to convince her to help you. But then suddenly at the end, it's like, oh, what is this feeling I have? Oh, I'm doing good and it doesn't feel horrible. And then boom, Tasma Demption. It's easy, it's done, it's happening. 
it's happening. Spoilers. <laughs> I just think I just think that um, there are there there are ways, and it's it this if she is going to have a redemption, this is when her character is going to get interesting, and something like as you said, uh, Dylan, um, Malveron's never shown to really like hate her he's always shown to have just kind of this like sibling kind of camaraderie with her which one i think is hilarious because i'm just like what is your family that what is your family like if like it's just normal for people to just do evil things and be like oh that's just my sister like i want to i want to get to know their parents um yeah that's that's definitely (laughs) hot hot on our wish list right like i'm like who are your parents but at the same time i don't know i just think that um it would, it's just, this would offer like an interesting and uh, interesting and in a way comedy to the show. Cause I think she's very funny. So I think that th- this could be a very interesting sort of role to take. If, if the B plots from now on are Malveron and her trying to free, like re like fix their relationship and have these like really funny and lighthearted, but also meaningful moments between the two. Like that to me is worth exploring. That to me is something that I would not mind having Doug for every B plot. Like I wouldn't mind it. No, don't, it, don't, it, don't wish that upon the world, but like, uh, I'm just saying if Tasma's there, suddenly it's okay. Like right. that. This, this B plot, I feel like this B plot when Tasma's on screen is great. When Tasma's not on screen is bad yes yeah so i think that's a pretty clear distinction um you so beatrice firmly on tasma redemption where do you think we're going with tasma april um the only thing that i can see happening is tasma redemption like if she ends up being like a villain like it's gonna like how how are we going to get there i guess i mean she's already kind of a villain but now she's in a snow globe so like how do you how does one come back from that kind of thing like from being inside a snow globe literally but i mean like like we're like i see no light of her becoming a big bad at this moment you know what i mean like she's it's hard to see her working for proxima yeah, like yeah. I don't see her working for Proxima or even with Proxima for that matter. Like, if anything, she's just going to be like another opposing force to Proxima, if if anything. And I mean, even that, like, I just don't know how we would get there. And so maybe it's just hard for me to imagine. Um, but so I, I can see Tasma Demption, like it'll it would be our chance to finally make Malveron more interesting because um, he's just been kind of very bland for me. So we can just do away with Doug. He can show up every once in a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we've been asking for that for a while. So that's true. Yeah, and there was that one moment between Doug and Malveron at the end of the episode that I just did not care for. But uh, but like, I would rather see the adventures of Malveron and Tasma versus like Malveron and Doug. So, well, yeah. also like, couldn't it? How cool would it have been like this parallel? Like, let me just like pres- like let me set up this parallel for you guys. That here we have this moment where Proxima, someone from the good side, goes like like there's a moment where she has to choose pick the mask or not pick the mask. And she picks the mask. And then later on, we have a parallel with Tasma where she has a similar moment because again, half the mask is gone. So we have a similar moment where she's like, pick the mask or not pick the mask. And she does it. And then it's this nice parallel of like, of this switch between these two characters and they switch sides. And it's one, it's, it's bad because Proxima is much more effective and efficient than Tasma is in the things that she does. But it's also like, I don't know, there could, there could be this very nice kind of like cinematic kind of parallel between the two characters characters and their story arcs so i just i just want my tasma redemption yeah <laughs> this is this to me is i think potentially more interesting than villain proxima although like if we correctly can uh, do a, a proxima where we are sympathetic and unsympathetic towards her at the same time that's super interesting um but like uh just very interested to see what we do with tasma here i think there's a lot of possibilities and uh you know, I, I'd love to go big in some way with Tasma. I think that, it would be nice be to finally do something impactful with Tasma because she's yeah. just been so like meh. Like, oh, she came out and she was against the Astromancers, and then she like was like her. I guess her end game was to betray Dreadbane so she could become powerful, and then she's like Necrophis' slave, and like 
what are you're all over the place girl like get it together girl, find yeah. something <laughs> girl bye yeah there you go um no we're, no we're not no not bye to tasma she we, she has a room for redemption here yes we still but, love her <laughs> but also really interesting is if at the end like if like this is like at the end season series finale if if proxima like at the end instead of like you know instead of destroying her like they did necrofa had they like at the end, like Tasma can be the one that helps her uh, rehabilitate, you know, at the end, because she's the one who's I don't know. I just right. I just need I, Tasma. I guess, yeah, I guess to me, a not super interesting thing is just keep her in jail and then break her out when we need her help for the final battle against Proxima. I feel like there's yeah. something more to do, but that 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 could be OK on its own. Um, yeah. yeah, very much looking forward to Tasma. Something uh, just uh, our Discord popping. Uh, Nylasu on uh, on our Discord pointed out that in the uh, opening credits, which have not changed in the show, the Necrofa face is now just half of a mask. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. see that initially. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They changed that. Half yeah. Necrofa's mask in the opening credits. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the only other parts of the B-plot I want to talk about, there's this, I think, funny exchange before with Malvron and Tasma. Um, Tasma says, your powers are no match for mine. And Malvron says, yeah, but it's because I'm normal. I have hobbies, a social life, and friends who aren't made from shadow <laughs> or bone. Uh, sassy Malvron. Sassy Malvron. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, at one point where uh, Doug says, uh, Choka, language, which I like, <laughs> like... Uh, language Chaco come on yeah um, Chaco <laughs> another thing to point out uh we do destroy Necrofa's lair here that's pretty notable because that's one of the major locations of the show so uh could be no more no more uh Necrofa's lair slash spectral hands power place yeah so that's sorry oh, I was gonna say I think it'll be replaced with like the astromancers I guess potentially yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should be noted. There's a uh, there's the preview clip that initially went up for next week was not supposed to be. That's the week after, so that's spoilers. So <gasps> to- <laughs> good thing I didn't watch it. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, but, um, but wouldn't it, wouldn't it be interesting? Like, wasn't that a little bit too like? harsh from the astromancers they're like oh by the way malveron like if you don't get out in like 30 minutes we're yeah, gonna that, destroy that was, you yeah that, that's, that it's, it's, that's like, classic classic them is just like uh yeah, classic don't care. astromancers yeah. <laughs> but on, on the other hand why didn't they do this forever ago why didn't i know just, right <laughs> like why why did they just meteor the layer before it seems like a good call um we haven't talked about kelpie and queen juven that much and uh I don't know. There's not a ton of notable Kelpie stuff happening. Uh, she she gets tempted by the mask, which was everything. And uh, she they're like playing tag. She's very happy to see M. I thought that was great. And uh, they're playing tag and stuff. So there you go. That was that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Need a third Kelpie episode? Yes or no? No. no. Yes. Yes. We'll get don't it. I mean, but will, will we get it? I we'll I get guess. it. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, our, I really loved the Jelly Fae design, by the yeah. way. I thought they were super interesting to look at. <laughs> this is the type of thing that um, I feel like the show could do more of, which is combining uh, like fantasy concepts like this. Um, like this is Jellyfish plus uh, Fae fairies, and uh, it turns out that they like 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 they're wearing skirts and stuff. It's pretty interesting. Um, like uh, and they like have lightning come out of their things at the top. Uh, yeah, I thought they were, that was super interesting, their design. And they don't do anything, really. They just fight them for a little bit. But I think it really enhances the episode having a visually interesting thing like that. I thought so as well. I that like- would be cool for the Mysticons to do. Like, help sol- resolve this civil war between the Ooh. between them. Like, that do we, would be- yeah, do we really want to spend time with that? But, uh, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, I, I don't well, think... We've ha- there are worse things we could do. Exactly. Yeah, like, like anything, worse. anything with Doug. But um, anything the, the, with Doug. The, 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 yeah, the Jelly Fae are descended from Mer sisters. One was corrupted by evil. Two tribes are enemies. Yeah, there you go. There's our backstory that we get. Done. We can solve that. Yeah. With magic. Uh, with, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with magic. Um, what what else we got here? Uh, oh, by the way, I just want to point out we we talked a lot with a lot of criticisms of the Proxima stuff. The ending scene I think is phenomenal with her. Uh, it's like. She's like, tag, you're it. Uh, it's like, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for all of you. I think that's yeah. great. Like, that, that was, was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was set up really well. I, I, it's just, I, think that, I thought that scene was really well done. Um, we talked at the beginning of the episode. They're at Sky Pies celebrating. Uh, Zarya says, uh, ding dong and all that jazz. Uh, yep. Good, good line. 
Song, Bleach is dead. I love. No. I love when anyone was, was, No, Zarya. Zarya does it. This is the second all that jazz we've got from Zarya. <laughs> I like her not caring to finish out cliches. It's good. Uh, the the Minotaurs, yeah, they're great. Uh, the pizza has uh, extra Minotaur cheese, and one of the Minotaurs says, mm, "Vegan is an option." Yeah, it's uh, like I'm min- Minotaur min- intolerant. How dare you? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Those are the I love that. I want them. I want more of them. They can't just introduce like comedy gold and not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Like again yeah. with the again no wear dragons this episode. I am keeping tallies. Like we need wear dragons. Yeah. Well, and good we need luck. On, good luck on the wear dragon thing. <laughs> I'm sure that's happening. But um, yeah, that was that was a good part. And uh, you're part of the sister now. I'm not your sister. Remember, honorary sister. So. Uh, that kind of continues throughout the the episode. Oh, later we have uh, in the 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 scene when Nova Terran's giving us uh, instructions is uh, Proxima. She's like a sister to us, says uh, Zarya. And while that's happening, Arcana's like looking at the camera, <laughs> and I wasn't clear whether this was intentional. Office um, moment. Yeah, I think this is Arcana's office moment, and it's like uh, <laughs> she's like a sister to us. Hmm. Yeah. So I like that. Uh, oh, we haven't talked about the best part of the episode. It's Mermaid Hour. Yep, it was not Magic Hour, but Mermaid yeah. Hour. <laughs> I'm glad we've lampooned this catchphrase this much already. Yeah. We need to just keep. It needs to get more extreme from here, though. If we're gonna, if we're gonna it needs to get more extreme. How much more extreme would you like it? Just like spend five minutes mocking the catchphrase in the episode. Yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> that's what I need. Okay. Uh, yeah, they did. We didn't. We didn't. Yeah, it's, yeah. We they're turned into to mermaids. We we barely talked about that. What do we think about that choice? Turning them, literally turning them into mermaids. It's well, mermaid I mean, hour. Makes sense then. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just think like if they don't actually have any impact from that transformation, if suddenly they can't eat fish anymore, then what is the point? Am I is my anger from my lack of wear dragon spilling into this? Possibly, but. Yeah, it's no, fine. Uh, yeah. Can since they turned into mermaids, can they turn into mermaids at any point now? Like with like dragons? Well, like in our- I mean, they turn in. It, well, well, again, the, in, unlike the dragons thing, it wasn't it. Um, uh, the queen who turned. Yes, them? the queen. Yeah, the queen's magic does this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> other good uh, comedic moment is they hide inside this clam, and then uh, they get out, and Piper's like, "Thank you," and the clam's like, "Forget about it." <laughs> yeah, that was random. I was like, "Whoa!" Did <laughs> that not was, expect that voice. <laughs> that was random. Yeah, why it kind of the... remind me of the trash can. Yes, I agree. Yes. Yeah, the dumpster uh, thing. Uh, yeah, the clam apparently talks with a New York accent. So there you go. Um, yeah, Piper. The Piper thinks Piper doesn't have anything to do this episode. No, it's unfortunate. Same with Em. I mean, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Em in the beginning, she's the one with the trident, and then she's uh, Kelpie's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, Em." So she's a little bit, but. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, um, and uh, the jelly, yeah, Queen Trufin is the one that's corrupted. We talked about that. It's not Proximator, and uh, oh, we have uh, some fish puns. Um, Yay! <laughs> let me tell you the ones I've written down. April, you tell me a few other ones. Uh, I forget who says this. Probably Arcana or Zarya says, "Let's school some fish." So that, was that. that was Zarya. Okay, and then also Zarya is uh, something's uh, get something's fishy about this. Yeah, yeah. Kuiper said uh, slaptastic, but that's yeah. Not I don't a fish know. Pun. Yeah, I don't know if that's a yeah. We didn't get fantastic. That was <laughs> that's why I don't like this episode as much is because they don't say fantastic. That's uh, a disappointment. I was gonna say Zarya. I think Zarya was like is the true queen of fish puns because she also <laughs> said something like make like a clam and shut it. Yeah, and then Arcana said we're all fish food. <laughs> so <laughs> barely puns, but yeah. barely puns, but ocean references nonetheless. So <laughs> yeah, uh, did we get oceanic in here? I don't remember. Nope. Oh, it's it's unfortunate. Fantastic! Come on, how are you gonna say fantastic? Yeah. That was like they said it three times in the first one. Yeah, I, don't I know. thought they said it more times. It Maybe it felt like they said it more times. <laughs> might have been more than three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, April. Anything else from the episode you have, you have noted? Um. No. I think we covered everything. So I still really liked this episode. Um. Especially the end. It was really good. I thought it was very well like played out. So. Yeah, as much as as much as we potentially didn't, uh, you know, we're conceptually questioning the ending is it was certainly executed very well. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Beatrice, uh, last thoughts on the episode? Um, I can't wait for Kitty to come back. (laughs) 
it's nothing to do with this episode. But, <laughs> nothing yeah. to do with it. Just, yeah. Yeah. In terms, uh, okay. in terms of, of it, just it, in general, whenever Kitty's not on in the episode, I'm just gonna. That's ha- that's my last thoughts. Is where's Kitty? Yeah. Al- Alex uh, asked on the Discord, "Where's Kitty right now?" Because their ship crashed last episode. Yeah. Where? Huh? Like, what are they doing? It would have been nice to just have a really quick like <laughs> shot of them just like trying to fix their their their. Did they um, repair their ship? Are they staying in a hotel? Are they crashing in the Mysticon's lair? Are they crashing in the Royal Palace? Like, what's where? Where are they? Where are they staying? Did yeah. they get a hotel room? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it's on the table. Um, I, I have questions. I have so many questions. Yeah, when will we get Moon Boon again? That's the real question here. Moon Boon. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, that's what we got for the mask. Let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments or come talk to us about it on our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Uh, currently, according to the Nick Nickelodeon's TV listings, there's a repeat listed for Saturday, next Saturday. However, they are going to update the, their listings at some point this week because it only goes until Saturday right now. It's possible they update it with a new episode instead. It's possible that uh, they uh, we have a new episode. We're just skipping one week and we have a new episode the week after. It's possible we're on a longer break. We really have no idea with Nickelodeon. So uh, we'll, we will see. Uh, but whenever the next episode, which is save the date, exclamation point. Uh, <laughs> save the date for save the date that's why we'd been hinting at a wedding is just purely because of this title save the date i feel like that's what that implies i feel like we're gonna get tricked <laughs> yeah do you think they would have set up a wedding if we we're gonna get a wedding in this episode like they we can't really be getting we also don't have the preview clip for this one so we really have no idea or a description Wait, but wasn't know. wasn't the the clip from the from this week for the next episode, or was it, was it for, for like this it was for the one it was for the one after Save the Date, yeah. So oh, they, they okay, gotcha, gotcha. One. Yeah, um, so we really we really don't know. Still hoping for some sort of wedding with. Uh, I want to meet Gwen's mom. <laughs> could be, yeah. yeah. Is it Gwen's Gwen's oh mom? God. Is it uh, the M and uh, Casey? No, they're a little young, but. Okay. Is, Queen and someone. I, I, mean, I still think the it's leading Dwayne. contender is uh, Reginald and OG Necrop. I still think that's uh, Wayne and Latine. It's gotta be Gwen. Why? Because you. I think I feel like if it were Nova Terran, we'd know. Or Nova or, like, Terran. He, he'd and, yeah. tell some. He'd tell us. Whereas Gwen would totally pull this stunt where he wouldn't tell anyone. And suddenly there's a big wedding, or Arcana would just like not be paying attention, and then he's like, "I'm getting married, and you aren't paying attention." You know, I've been so talking we'll about it for weeks. And you're Pro- like, prob- you probably more present. likely is that there's just not a, a wedding, but we'll, we'll see. No, Dylan, don't crush our dreams. <laughs> Latincia is making a comeback. She's going to be the new queen. Yeah, we also need Latincia yeah. in, in back on the show. Okay, so we'll see whenever that happens. Uh, yeah, co- yeah, come uh, talk on our Discord. Can't emphasize enough how uh, miss our, our Discord number one place on the internet to talk about miscons. I think literally overlyanimated.com slash Discord and uh, support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our uh, patron of the podcast, uh, Alec, aka Frozone. And uh, thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Uh, check out our other podcasts at overlyanimated.com. Uh, we got Final Space podcast. That's a new show. Uh, Star's back. Star, big, big weekend next weekend. Star and Voltron are back. So uh, a lot to get into on uh, all of our Overly Animated podcasts. So even if Miss Khan's not back, which we will see, then we got some, some new ups to talk about. So uh, thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.